All right, Reef Reeler, podcast number two. Yeah, it's not really number two. Not number two. It's all right. This is podcast number uh, two plus whatever. Two plus, yeah, yeah. 15, so I don't know. So we're back here with uh, <laughs> Dave with the Mid-Atlantic Sportsman. And uh, so this podcast, he offers a ton of lures, rigs for almost everything, salt water. And uh, he'll even do some custom custom work for you if you have a preference on colors or spreads he'll yep. he'll rig it up for you um, we used a ton of their bucktails high and low uh, rigs with some squid and we also used the single uh, squid rigs for flounder and they worked phenomenal they held up um, so he's going to talk about a bunch of his products we love to hear about what what else they're offering now um, it seems like your offerings keep growing. Yeah, growing and changing, you know, based off of what we're selling and what we're not. And yeah. um, we started off with a lot more inshore rigs, a lot yeah. more different types of um, sea bass and tog. And, and we still have a lot of that stuff and we'll still custom make kind of anything you want. But as far as the base stock that we have on our website, you know, it's hard to keep just doing this as a side business. Um, as we do it, it's hard to keep all those things in stock when you offer so many colors and sizes and right. and stuff like that. So, you know, the big thing for us is we're actually kind of switching more towards offshore stuff. We're coming out with more daisy chains and eventually spreader bars, and we're working right. with some other lower companies to come up with some, you know, ballyhoo rigs and uh, just other single offshore lures. Pretty much. Trying to get more into the offshore stuff because it's easier to keep that in stock for us than it is the smaller rigs. And then, like I said, we're not getting rid of them. We we'll still have them. We still have them in some tackle shops. Um, our big show season is coming up. We'll still have a good selection of all that inshore stuff at our shows. It just won't be stocked as as typical on our yeah. website. So, if, so if you do order and you see some, uh, place your order and it'll just be a, a short lead time. To, yep. to get what you want correct um, if it's not in stock um, so you talked a little about your products um, what are some of the new things coming out this year or that you're putting together um, so some of the new things like I said we're, we're doing some new offshore stuff we have some two new offshore daisy chains coming out that are are both going to be set up to with pin rigs to fish with ballyhoo so we have a, a couple um One's going to be more for tuna. We have it on kind of like you hear Joe shoot and Islander heads. Uh, we have a, a company down in South Carolina we work with uh, called Short Rigger Tackle that makes kind of the same heads up with the hair. And in, you know, one and three ounce sizes, we're using those as their stinger baits. They'll be pin rigged, so you can put a value on it. It's what, you know, 90% of the boats out there fish for tuna and, and other stuff too. But yeah. we're out running them in front of... Um, um, some squirt squids, which are like the squid nation type oh, yeah. um, squids, not the bulb squids. So like we're running nine nine inch squirt squids, five of those in front of this uh, kind of Joe shoot style nice. pin rigged uh, stinger hook. So that'll be a really really sweet tuna lure. Should be good for as to act as a teaser for marlin, um, also for big dolphin and wahoo as well. Yeah, no, that'd be awesome. Um, so that's that's new stuff. You also offer the full gamut from flounder fishing to the tandem mojo style rigs on yep. the, on the striped bass. Uh, these are also good for catching extremely large rays. Are they? <laughs> 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 
I I burned out a uh, Phantom 40 drag. Sweet. With probably the, thought you had a world record striver on. It was moving my boat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we do do some stuff with the mojos and stuff. And like I said, you you won't see that on our website when you go on it. But if you're looking for it, just send us an email because the bucktails that we use in our Flounder Killer teaser rigs, which is our most popular rig, as far as and then any other mojos, or even if you just want bucktails uh, by themselves, you can get in touch with us because we work with a company down in Dagsboro, Delaware, called the Lead Pot. Yeah. They're a bait and tackle on um, 113, 113 in Dagsboro. Um, they pour, obviously, the Lead Pot. They pour and paint and tie all their own bucktails, jigs, mojos. So, you know, we offer mojos. We'll get the mojos from them. We rig them up um, in tandem on, you know, our line and, and put them in our lure bags. But all the all the uh, lead products come from them. Okay. Yeah, Lead Pot. I've passed that several times. So the, um, like I said, our most popular rig, as I mentioned before, is our Flounder Killer Teaser rig. And I know you guys have mentioned that you, you liked it. It's pretty much just a, a bucktail on the bottom on a quick change clip. So if you have any other bucktails or jigs, you can, you know, quickly change them out any different size or color throughout the day. If one's working better than the other, instead of tying on a whole new rig. And then about 18 or 20 inches above that, you have your... Squid skirt teaser um, with your five-odd octopus hook. Um, as you mentioned to me earlier, when you ran into those weak fish this past year, you typically, even with flounder, you catch 80 or 90% of your flounder on the top teaser, um, but you, you tend to get your bigger fish on the bottom. And this is just a way that, you know, bucktails are pretty popular for flounder these days. Yeah. They have been for a few years. It's a way that you can fish, you know, you use the bucktail as your weight. You don't have to have a traditional rig with a weight. Right. You can fish your weight on the bottom and still have a hook on it, and then your, you know, your teaser bait, so you can still have a high-low rig. You still have two hooks down yeah. there. Um, oh, yeah. So they've been really, really popular the last few years. Uh, you know, for the ocean, we use anywhere from three to six ounce. Yeah. We can get them bigger if you need them. I always say if you're flounder fishing with more than a six ounce, <laughs> right. it's probably pretty rough and pretty right. a lot of current. Yeah. So it's going to be They're, tough. But some people use it. Some people use eight ounce and, wow. and stuff like that. So you know the good thing what we talked about in a previous podcast, when you use braid for flounder fishing. You know you can use a lot lighter weight to reach the bottom. So on days where some guys are out there using mono and using twelve ounces of lead the whole bottom, you can use a four ounce bucktail and still fish the same bottom effectively yeah, yeah. so uh, like i said they're definitely our most popular and um you know our most effective rig yeah no, um, it's definitely worked wonders for flounder as well we definitely like you said we have the single hook rigs these are easier just because they're you know single hook tie them on you put your weight on for i have a lot of friends that aren't big fishermen but they like to come to fish yeah and instead of working a bucktail all day where i like to you know lightly jig it sometimes aggressively jig it sometimes mm -hmm. don't just drag bottom it's easier to set them up with something like this because it's just dragging bottom i've had days this past year where i was fishing my bucktail and caught one or two fish and a friend that doesn't find a fish at all caught eight or nine on a single hook <laughs> yeah, yeah they're effective and it just depends on what yeah what the fish are what the they want that so, day. yeah yeah um it's definitely good to have both with you um, mm -hmm. in a variety of colors because you never know what color is going to work. Yeah, um, white is definitely the most popular flounder color, but you know the chartreuses and pinks and greens are definitely good to all have as well. Yeah, what I found too, like especially in the bay, having a little bit of a flash. Yep. Um, 
in the murky water was helpful yeah. on certain days versus just a, a yeah the spinner a, definitely helps a little vibration a little flash yeah uh, like you said in murky water yeah and then in combo this one being a chartreuse color skirt is going to stand up stand out really nice in that murky water so yeah. Yeah. that's a good bait for that that situation and a lot of times we were tipping with four or five inch white gulp gulp has um, definitely been a game changer the last however long it's been out for flounder yeah, crazy it's I, I never leave the dock without it if i'm flounder fishing so yep. i typically how i set up in like my flounder killer rigs is on the bottom bucktail i use a six inch piece of gulp a bigger twister tail gulp mm -hmm. and then also a strip bait along with it squid or bluefish or mackerel whatever you have and then on the top your four inch gulp with a, a strip i always like doing both on one hook because okay. um, i always think that you know I've had days where I'm out there just fishing with gulp and not doing good. And I've had days where I'm just fishing with gulp and do really well. But if you have both on there, the, something's typically going to be good. Yeah, you yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah, you have that constant scent of gulp that lasts so long, then you also have the real piece of, you know, meat on there. Yeah. For, you know, if you get followers or short strikes or something like that. Yeah. Huh. And we, we kind of learned that too uh, indirectly the last day we were out. We had, we the first day we were out, it was just terrible water for that, for that tournament. Second day, uh, I had a whole skid thawed out, ready, or a squid ready to go, cut it up, threw it on, and it was action. Yeah. And it was just like, man, we should have had this on yep. yesterday. Or, like you said, running, you know, the, the, the gulp in with combination the, with the squid. Yeah. Yeah. Give them a it's full palate. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely what I prefer to do because then, you know, and then you can dial it in if you're not getting bites on mm -hmm. both. Switch it up to one or the other and see what you're getting bites on. And, and that's the big thing. A lot of people just put on a piece of bait or a piece of gulp and fish all day and fish it all day like, oh, yeah. fish must just not be biting right, right. If, if they're not you know why not change it up and keep messing around with stuff until and if you're still not getting bites and yeah it's just not your day but yeah at least you try because a lot of days as soon as you switch up to something different it triggers them in the in the bite yeah. we try to do that too like we try to you know if there's two of us on the boat we don't fish the same thing Yep. Or if there's three, we all try to, you know, somebody gets something different. And then if one guy starts getting bites, then sure enough, you know, everybody's switching, <laughs> you know, switching yeah, up. That's, and, that's my big you know. thing with flounder fishing is typically we have three or four people on the boat. Three is a good number for my boat. You can spread out along one side and everybody has room as you're drifting. Um, I put a different color on everybody's stuff. Oh, yeah. Yep, because... Yep. If you're all fishing the same thing and you're not getting bites, you don't know if it's the color, if it's right. the spot, or what. So, I, all different colors, and if somebody's consistently getting more bites than another, that's why you have all that extra tackle with you. Yep, Just yep. Switch over. Yep, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Um, for 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 your sea bass, what what kind of rigs would you recommend? If somebody's going out targeting sea bass, so sea bass is just a simple top and bottom rig, you know, high low rig as people call them. Um, we offer them just with plain hooks and beads, which are fine for most days. We have teasers on them. <clears throat> I can make them with squid scare teasers. I can make them with the surgical tubing teasers. I can make them pretty much however anybody likes. We had a day last year, like I said, when we went out about 26 miles in December for sea bass, and it, it didn't matter what. <clears throat> If you had a teaser on it, if you didn't, we just were on a good school, and every time you dropped down, you were bit. So um, the teasers, some people say they can attract bigger fish. Some people say they don't like them because they attract dogfish if they're around. So it's kind of more of a personal preference thing. Um, we just sell them in, in all the different styles because that's what we know people like. But yeah. the big thing with sea bass, <laughs> a high-low rig uh, with bait. 
just the, the easiest and most effective. And I don't sell them and I don't stock them on the website, but yeah. a few captains have been coming to me and asking for, uh, you know, three hook rigs. So oh, just yeah. high, middle, oh, wow. and low. Oh, just okay. because they figure you're going out there, you're dropping down. Yeah. The bite's really good. You can. Yeah, you're in the school. You're going yeah. to get them all. Yeah. So that's been in the last two years. We've had a lot of requests for that. So. And what are you typically uh, tipping them with? Um, in the summertime, in the spring and summer, when you're catching sea bass, squid has always been my go-to. But for the winter fishery, the last few years, you know, everyone's using salted clam, and that seems to be what what they like. So yeah. I, I definitely recommend if you're just going out to target sea bass, especially in the fall or winter or spring seasons, definitely salted clam is is the way to go. Nice. There you go. But you know, squid squid catches everything too. So if yeah. you, if that's all you can get or that's all you have, it'll definitely work. But, yeah. Um, and that's all we ever used when I was growing up. Squid, squid yeah. for everything. Didn't matter for sea bass fishing or yeah, yeah. Trout. It's that universal yeah. Uh, just go to everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, for your tog, you do you do tog rigs? We do. So we just sell a single hook tog rig. When I'm tog fishing, especially on wrecks and rocks, you know, the less hardware, the better because yeah. it's the more to get. Motor snag. Uh, so yeah. we just have a dropper loop on the bottom with a sinker and about 10 or 12 inches above it we have i mean a, a loop on the bottom of the sinker and then a dropper loop 10 or 12 inches above it to a four or five octopus hook depending on what you like i think i only stock five out now but i can make them bigger or smaller as you want them and that way you know you only have one and we don't make our dropper loops real long on the tog rigs we keep them pretty close to in line because it's less things to get to get caught on yeah. rocks or wrecks. Because yep. if you're tog fishing, you're going to lose rigs. Oh yeah, <laughs> you're gonna get for hungry. sure. <laughs> yeah. So I like the most inline and the less hardware as possible. Because if you drop, very rarely you're going to drop a high low rig down and catch two tog at once. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's happened, I'm sure, but it's not something like for sea bass that you you expect. Right. So when you're tog fishing, definitely more inline and only one hook. You put that piece of crab down in the right area, it's going to get it. So. Another big thing for TOG recently has been the TOG jigs. Yeah. I'm sure you've heard of. And yeah. like the lead pot makes a lot of those. Yeah. And that's a really fun way to fish. I don't personally sell them, but I use them all the time. So if you're just using braid and to a short mono or fluoro leader to the to the jig, you're even less hardware because you don't have all the swivels, you don't have everything. You're just pretty much straight to the jig. Um, and it's kind of a fun way to, to fish for them too. And it's a nice, round, smooth, smooth. Yep. Uh, smooth bottom jigs yeah you know it, it won't it, it shouldn't get hung up as easily yeah yeah it's pretty neat you're still gonna lose some but yeah <laughs> that's time that's that yeah for sure yeah those, those rocks are killers <laughs> they eat up a lot of stuff yeah. <laughs> um and you were talking earlier about your your new spreads and targeting mahi and tuna so somebody got new into it and they want to you know they got a 26 foot 26 foot boat they want to load up and go out 20 some 30 miles hit some of the fingers yep. what do you offer for those guys so what i what we can kind of target our offshore rigs around is the smaller boat and fishermen and it's not to say they don't work on any size boat they right. do but you know when with my boat my outriggers i don't have teaser reels i don't have stuff like that so i run a lot of chains and bars and stuff because the more commotion the more things you can have um on the surface the more fish you draw in so that's why daisy chains are one of my favorite you can fish them in line 
you can fish daisy chains on smaller reels than you can spreader bars. Yeah. You can fish daisy chains off the outriggers easily. So we offer a lot of daisy chains with stinger baits, um, anywhere from machine type baits that you don't need value on to, like I mentioned before, some with pin rigs you can add value. We have chugger style heads. We have, you know, the Joe Shoot style lead heads on them. So we, we have a lot of stuff. If you're just getting started, a mix of daisy chains and you know, ballyhoo skirts is, is is what you want. I mean, everybody that fishes in this area fishes with ballyhoo. Anything eats it out there. Yeah. If you're just going out 25, 30 miles, trolling the fingers out like that, you're going to probably run into mahi. You're going to run into false albacore, skipjack tuna. Hopefully you get lucky and find bluefin, yeah. stuff like that. But one of the first offshore trips I ever did on my buddy's boat, we were fishing at the, the sausages. And his first ever offshore trip in his boat, and we had four white marlin come up at once. What? And we hooked four at once. What? And that's crazy. And after we, wow. after all the chaos, and I think we lost two, and, <laughs> and we released one and lost one on the way in. I just looked at him. I said, "That'll probably never ever happen." Again. That's not normal. <laughs> so don't, don't expect us to win now because you're never going to top this. So you want, but you want to be ready with with for whatever comes up. Out there. Yeah. So yeah. you know. When you just look at the boats marlin fishing out there, they're fishing really, you know, naked ballyhoo and, you know, um, circle hooks and dredges and t surface teasers, hookless teasers and stuff like that, which is all great. But if you're just getting started, you know, my thing is that everything out there that you run should have a hook in it. Because if yeah. you're just getting started, you're not going to know that, yeah. hey, there's a fish up behind that teaser. I got to reel that teaser in and drop a bait back to it. You'll learn it. You'll learn it. You'll learn yep. it quickly as you as you get that experience but if everything out there has a hook in it especially if you're running a small boat with no tower where you can't see as well yeah if a fish comes up and bites something you got a chance of catching them because it's got a hook in it so yeah. that's why i like daisy chains and, and you know ballyhoo skirts and stuff like that for yeah you're still getting the action yeah from you know like a dredge drawing up you're still getting some action up top uh you're not cluttering on the small boat with yeah. i mean uh, you, you, i talked to a few people and running dredges on small boats i'm like man it's a lot of stuff in the water it's a lot. that that you know if you're out there with just two two or three guys you gotta be on your game and yeah I, you really shouldn't be running dredges off of decent sized dredges off of carbon fiber uh outriggers yeah i mean because when i i only run a dredge late in the year when i'm mahi and marley marlin fishing um, and I, I run mine off a of downrigger. Yeah. We downrigger fish a lot up at the Great Lakes, so I have downriggers. I have a bunch of downriggers that are old and beat up that I've turned into dredge downriggers that yeah. I don't need to work perfectly up there where I'm putting them down 150 feet for salmon. They can only, I have one that the auto stop doesn't work, so I have a rope that ties the handle off, but for me, an <laughs> offshore fishing, that's perfect for yeah, a dredge. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so a downrigger works great for that. Yeah. Um, some people actually use dredge rods, which is a rod set up just to run a dredge off of. If you're running a small boat and just getting into offshore fishing, you probably don't have a dredge rod. <laughs> or some people just tie them right off the cleat, yeah. which works as well. Yeah. So dredges, if you want to catch marlin, there's no doubt that dredges will increase your chances. Right. They'll increase the number of fish you see. They're helpful for tuna and mahi fishing too, because it it's a looks like a giant bait ball under your boat right. that brings stuff closer into the spread. So definitely, if you can make it work, a dredge is great. But if you're just getting started, don't even think about right. it <laughs> until you've been with somebody and ran one a few times. Yep, absolutely. Yep, that's that's a, that's a good that's a good uh, point on those dredges. Um, 
So then for... Then we talked about braid versus mono, and you know, in offshore world, it's typically mono. Yeah. Um, uh, do you have any recommendations or tips for guys setting up? You know, they'll say, well, the inherent thought is, well, I'm going out and I'm going to get, uh, I'm going to target tuna, 40, 50 pound range, 30 pound range. I better have at least 40, 50 pounds of test mono on my reel. Not necessarily. Um, no, not necessarily. I do things a little differently than everybody. I, I like to pack all my offshore reels with braid, and then I use mono top shots for them. Yep. Just because I fish a lot of 30s. I only have 250s in my spread. I fish a lot of 30s, mainly, mainly 30s. I have a couple 25s, and I always like to, you know, I'd rather have the whole spread out, have the 25s out, but I want them packed with enough line that if some for some things. reason some that 150-pound bluefin decides to hit that 25, we at least have a shot at it. Right. You know what I mean? So the way that you can either pack all the reels with braid yourself if you know how to do it yourself and then you know add the mono top shot or there's a bunch of local tackle shops that do it for you or if you buy reels off a lot of websites, you can get them pre-spooled with whatever brand and yep. size, mono and braid you like. My thing is, and even all the bigger boats, all their bigger 50s and 80s, they're doing the same thing. They're running all the, you know, the hollow core underneath. Yep. And all the mono on top. Because that also makes it good, you know, every year I try to replace the mono top shots. And you're replacing two to three hundred yards of mono rather than six or seven hundred yards. So, right. you know, the braid lasts four or five, six seasons. And you're able, you to, you're able to uh, put a lot more line on yep. a smaller lighter rod exactly you know so you don't have to go out and, and get the the international 50s 80s to, <laughs> to handle uh a marlin you know that, that's the cool thing about doing it that way um you get the strength of the braid you get the, the line packed onto the reel yep. um, but then you still have the give of the mono on top yep definitely so and for when you're trolling you know you never want to mix mono and braid when they're trolling on the surface because if you have two things that cross each other that braid just Cuts through the mono, yep. so you know you definitely want enough top shot on that anything in the water in your spread is all mono. Yeah, you don't you only want to see the braid. If it's a really really good fish. <laughs> right, right. So. That's good, good, good point on that. Um, so one of the other questions we get all the time, color. Uh, we we try to tell people don't get fixated on the color versus learning what is happening that day. Uh, f because you build the lures, you, you see what's working. What's your recommendation? Do you, somebody says, "Hey, I want to get a couple flounder rigs. What color? What color works?" So, well, <laughs> if I say somebody, if somebody asks me, and I say this to everybody that comes up to me at my shows or asks me a question online, is that if if they're especially you know our flounder killer teaser rigs, we have a bunch of different colors. My friend Chris down at the Lead Pot. He makes up a cool color. I see him post it. I'm like, wow, you got to send me a bunch of them. I got to put them on my Finder Killer Teaser rig. So I'm guilty of having way too many colors and <laughs> for sale. But if you're asking me for one or two colors, you definitely want to have white when it comes to flounder fishing. White will work 90% of the time. Yeah. Now, there's other circumstances where I like other colors, like a little murkier water, like we talked about earlier, the chartreuses and yellows and stuff that stick out like that, and pinks, like mm -hmm. hot pink, um, stuff like that. 
and then you can kind of dive into more of where you're fishing and what you're fishing. I have never per personally even used them, but a big seller for us is blue and white for a flounder killer teaser rigs. Mm -hmm. And the guys mm -hmm. off of like Long Island and Massachusetts that catch really big flounder up there, yeah, yeah. they use a lot of blue. I don't know oh. if it has something to do with the water up there, wow. the way it shows up, but that's what they like. Yeah. Hmm. For Also for us down here is my second color, my second favorite besides white is orange. It's a very underused color for this area, but a lot of like the sea robins and the crabs and stuff, they're out there, have a lot of orange bellies and orange in them. So we, we actually have a, a color of our bucktails, our flounder killer teaseries, it's called sea robin. It's like a brown and green and orange. And then above it, we have an orange squid skirt. And orange is a very good producer for flounder in particular. Um, I know my go-to is always, always green. I don't know why, like that's, I don't green know. Is one of my, green is I like it or what, but like, green, I just, that's always green my first Green is a very popular game. flounder color too, and we sell a lot of it, and I use it all the time too, so it's it's great. And you know, we have some different wrinkles where we have like white and red, yeah. and green and white, so you still get the white and you get some green mixed in. So, I mean, anything, any color will work for sure, mm -hmm. um, but if you start with white, the basis of white, and then you kind of break off into, you know, your your pinks and yellows and greens depending on what's working and what's not that's why yeah that's what i personally like to use yeah hmm. that's good stuff and all your rigs are hand tied that's correct all, all hand, -tied. hand tied so yeah a lot of my hands take a beating yeah i was gonna say <laughs> there's no way i can do that <laughs> no, no way yeah but uh everything's given genuine care it's put together well uh great products um I'm trying to think of anything else um Obviously, for probably tuna, green is so a tuna, staple. Always go, never leave home without green. Yeah, green, green is definitely a big one. It's one of my favorite colors. Um, a big color recently has been white. They're white with a red head. Joe shoots. Everyone's been running them. Yeah. White. I shouldn't say white, but crystal here. Okay. Crystal yeah. with a red head, and there's a difference between white and crystal. But that's what everyone's been running for tuna. But you know, everybody likes pink for tuna. Everybody likes. You know, pink, green, and white are kind of the big the big colors. But and also pretty popular color that I was never a big fan of until recently is black and purple. Yeah. Black and purple, a lot of people use out there, especially for tuna and marlin. And I just never had much success for it. But the last few years, it's been one of our top producers. So wow. we run a lot of it. So yeah. And my thing is when I start off offshore fishing, it's kind of the same with flounder fishing is when I set my 9 or 10 rod spread if I'm tuna fishing, I put a mixture of everything out there. And then whatever's getting bit, I kind of key in on. Yep. Now, like if you're going through big schools of tuna and you find the perfect temperature break out there and everything's getting hit, you found the fish. So they're going to get whenever. <laughs> yeah. But if you're yeah. trolling around all day and getting one or two bites here and there, and they're keying in on some colors, that's when I I switch out to them. Yeah. I was listening to uh, I went to uh, the show. I think one of your buddies uh, with uh, I forget his name. Went down to the Frederick Maryland Sports Show, okay. Sportsman Show, and uh, the Mark with the Marley out of Ocean City was talking about all tuna, and you know, he, he was dialing in on you know, running the the break rather than crisscrossing, you know, for your first troll because of those reasons. But he also said, you know, two key key parts was match the hatch, yep. you know, and so for anybody to get new out in the offshore, it's when you, when you see your bait balls and everything else coming up or you're running next to it, 
you got to pay attention to those colors because that's what's in the area and that's what you want to throw out. Oh, yeah. Um, but he was also saying with a uh, sunny day versus a cloudy day and uh, how they would run dark colors on the dark days, uh, black and purple. And yep. it was incredible what they would work. That, oh, yeah. Wow. That, that oh, and another color I can't believe I didn't mention is blue and white. Blue and white is like one of the most popular offshore colors for anything, whether it's your Islander or Joe Shoot or chain or spreader bar blue and white is definitely something you have to have with you too that's awesome i would have never i i don't think i've ever fished orange for flounder at all like that's a good it's a it's a good tip yeah yeah try it out for sure and the black and purple is something i never would have thought of like that's that's crazy yeah it's a it's a great offshore color <clears throat> yeah cool so that's a middle Atlantic sportsman how do we get in touch with you or place orders so you can place orders directly through our website, which is uh, Um We have, we don't have our whole stock on there, so we just have the rigs we typically keep in stock on there. So if you're looking for something custom, if you're looking for something you know you've ordered from us before but you don't see, just shoot me an email. All our email and contact information is on there, um, and we can get you set up. But like I said, we only kind of keep on the website for you to order right away what we have in stock so we, we're not taking weeks and weeks for your order. Right. Because there's sometimes where, you know, in the middle of the season, you tell me you need <laughs> a dozen Flounder Killer Teaser eggs and I don't have any of those colors in stock and I have to get them made, get them tied up and get them out to you. It's yeah. a two-week process. Yeah. So, yeah. Plus um, fishing time. I mean, well, yeah. you know, hey, <laughs> you want to be out there. <laughs> you don't want to be sitting home time. Definitely. Yeah. So if you are interested, check out his website. Um, Get your orders now. Yep. Put your orders in now so that way you're ready to go for the yeah, season. Yeah, now's a great time of year because, like I said, even if I don't have it in stock, you're usually okay waiting a couple weeks now because you're not going to be flounder fishing. Right. Anyway. <laughs> right. But also another big thing is we typically do some shows during the winter. Um, we did not sign up for as many this year. The The one big one we're doing is the Wildwood Fishing and Boating Outdoor Expo. It's at, I believe it's the first weekend in April. Um, it's at the Wildwood um expo center right in wildwood right on the beach it's a great it's actually ran by a guy jerry who owns his own tackle company called three girls skirts they make bucktails and, mm -hmm. and stuff like that but um this is the third year doing it we did it from the start it was a little smaller and slower the first year last year it grew quite a bit and this year he got even more space and it's grown even bigger so it's there's tons of boats tons of fishing gear tons of boating gear tons of everything it's a good day to yeah to I heard good to things get, about that one too. Get geared up for the season. And, and uh, do you have any of your rigs available at local shops? So the only one we have them right now is the lead pot down in Dagsboro. Okay. Um, we have pretty much all of our um, inshore rigs, flounder, sea bass, tog, of course, flounder killer teaser rigs because they're the ones that make the bucktails. We have a bunch of them down there. We have some of our offshore stuff in there as well. Um, but that's the only store we're in now currently. Cool, cool. But yeah, so get your orders in now, um, and uh, yeah, he'll get he'll get everything done. And if you don't see it on the website, the key is to always ask. Uh, so yes. if you're Absolutely. if you're a charter guy or you you run, um, you know, and you have some ideas for different color combinations or different setups, shoot shoot Dave an email and or give him a call there, and he will get a, a solution put together for you. Definitely. So. Yep, so check them out. Uh, anything else new? So we got the 
circuit drive Giveaway. going on, yeah. and we're going to be giving away a uh, pen battle to rod and reel combination. Great rod and reel combo. Um, so That's check awesome. us check us out. Send us an email with your uh, mailing address, and we'll send you a free sticker. Stick it on. Show us a picture. Yep. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, so catch us on the next one. We're going to be talking with Dave again on wreck fishing and offshore fishing out of a small boat. Um, that's, I think, just going to be a, an awesome topic because so many people, they want to get out, but they have uncertainties. They don't know how best to utilize their boat and their, and their space. Present company included. <laughs> uh, and also what to look for, you know, yeah. the, the weather, the the... The winds, you know, for a lot of new guys, the, the wind direction is key to knowing if it's going to be a good day or a bad day. Uh, so you almost have to try to be a better meteorologist than the guy on the TV, which is not hard to do these days. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we're going to talk about going offshore and wreck fishing with a small boat. So catch us next time.